Oh my gosh. This happened in my old neighborhood and I am just devastated by the news that a man and a woman are dead. Three other people injured in a crash involving five vehicles near High Park yesterday afternoon around rush hour. A BMW traveling at uh, what they say is high speed on Parkside Drive at spring just before you get to uh, Lakeshore um, Avenue slammed into the back of a car stopped in traffic and caused this chain reaction. The photos are horrific, and residents in High Park have been concerned about speed on Parkside for some time now. Tyranny Anderson is an innovative innovation strategist and coach and founder of the group Safe Parkside. She joins the show now. Welcome to the program. Thanks very much for having me. I'm so sorry to have to be talking to you today because this means that uh, your worst nightmares and what you suspected would happen uh, for some time now has indeed occurred um, can you tell us about your reaction to the accident yesterday? Uh, yeah, my reaction first was just um, thinking of those victims uh, and their families uh, and just, you know, shock, not at, at this happening. We we really have been saying exactly that this would happen at this exact intersection um, repeatedly myself for about a year and others for much longer. Um, so it wasn't a surprise, but this, the shock of, of that in, in front of your house, having to walk my three-year-old child past that scene of, of what can only just be described as carnage, um, it's, it's traumatic. Our neighbor had to perform or chose to perform CPR uh, in an effort to resuscitate mm-hmm. one of the victims. Um, you know, it's... It's it's emotional, it's traumatic, uh, and it's needless, which is the most frustrating part. Why was the intersection on your radar, this intersection at Parkside and Spring, for so long? What, what is it about this intersection that caused residents great concern? Um, there's a few things. So I happen to live near this intersection and uh, look out on the street. I'm a mom of two kids under four, so I've spent quite a bit of time at home, as we all have recently. Uh, so we look out the window. So one is just awareness and observation of the circumstances. The pandemic, well, there was always a problem with speeding on Parkside. The pandemic created unique conditions because there are actually fewer cars, and there are still, I would guess from observing, uh, fewer cars, which means cars can travel faster. If you pair that with the trend right now of just more aggressive driving, I mean, I'm sure you have done many stories on it, the motorcycles right now, the speeding all across Toronto, People are frustrated. So what's happening is if anyone slows down, people go into another lane and they're driving at 80, 90, I would guess, on this street, which is, you know, marked as 50 and as a community safety zone. Um, So it was on our radar for that reason. We saw how fast the cars were going to walk on the sidewalk. You know, you'd feel like you were taking your life in your hands. And, you know, when you have young children, it's about more than just you. Um, the other piece of that is because of the pandemic, so many more people are using Hyde Park, which is fantastic. So many more people from across the city, even out of the city, are coming in to use this amazing green space. And they are waiting at the lights at Spring Road. Um, and it, it's just the conditions for an incredibly dangerous situation. I honestly, you know, I, I work in innovation. I do observation work in human-centered design. So I, I'm used to spotting trends and seeing human behavior. And so it was obvious to me. But my three-year-old could say, Mommy, um, why are they going so fast? Something bad is going to happen. So it, wow. it doesn't take 
take much to, to realize if anyone walks down there, you, you know, you feel it, you see it. Um, this person driving last night, it's very sad what happened. But this gentleman who was speeding is not the anomaly. There are hundreds, maybe thousands do, doing that daily on this street. Um, and there's just no repercussions. You must see some close calls. You know, uh, one of the things that I think is is problematic about that area, and there's not really anything you can do, is it's one of the east-west corridors out of the city and into the city uh, is right just south of there. Uh, you know, as I said, this is my old stomping gr- grounds. Uh, I used to live in this neighborhood, so Parkside was my way in and out of the city. You know, I'm I'm this is part of the way out. I found whenever you're turning left on um, High Park Boulevard to go south down Parkside, um, people would get frustrated with people, pedestrians trying to get out of the park to cross at a legitimate crossing. And then they would just floor it when they got to Parkside. And then the next thing you get to is that stoplight at spring. Are you finding that people are like, it's coming upon them really quickly. They don't anticipate there's going to be a stoplight right there. Um, I don't know if that's the case per se. And I, I, it'd be tough for me to make that assumption. Um, what I will say is it's both ways. So it's north and south. It's mm-hmm. just people are more aggressive in general. People are stressed. People are wanting to get home from work. And, you know, I've commuted via Parkside as well. I understand the stress and the wanting to get home. Um, and just, you know, everybody's got so much going on right now, especially with this past year to, to consider. Um, the piece about that is, is we don't really think about the potential implications for those drivers with it, with it being so poorly designed. It's not designed as an arterial throughway. Yeah. Um, you know, it's missing some of the key factors that would make it one. Even according to the city of Toronto, you're supposed to have uh, two sidewalks on both sides. The sidewalk on one side is incredibly small. It's smaller than a lot of sidewalks. We've actually measured it. Um, and there's, there's walls there. So if a pedestrian is there, and a car hits, you know, there, there's, there's no chance for any safety. And Vision Zero, so I'm, I'm sure you know about Vision Zero TO, which is their, their, their sort of job has been to try to reduce uh, fatalities, traffic fatalities in Toronto. They, they're aware of this. They know about it. Um, but I think some drastic action needs to happen. I mean, there's already been 40 fatalities this year so we're calling it vision zero i think it should be renamed um yeah. I'd, I'd like to know what the number is going to be is it vision 50 like let's be honest about what we're expecting i think Gord- we need more accountability yeah gord perks is your counselor i know that safe parkside has made some recommendations for the uh area which is parkside and spring what have you guys recommended to make parkside safer for residents people uh, traveling on it driving on it walking there so there have been hundreds of emails. Um, our first, we basically talked about short-term requests, which was just make it safe enough while you're figuring stuff out. <laughs> it was our hope that they would be figuring stuff out. I don't really think they are spending much time on this. Um, so our first requests were to remove the four to six parking uh, ban, which made it this clear way so people were going even faster. And that actually did happen. Uh, it took nine months. Um, many emails, multiple people, and nine months of my involvement, but others have been involved for 15 years, 20 years on this. Like, this is not a new thing. Um, So we've made that request. We've worked every way we can with enforcement to try and get uh, increased enforcement. We've requested photo radar 
Um, we've done all the Vision Zero things you can do. So you can get one of those little um, cameras that checks the speed. So sadly, yeah. at this very intersection, we had requested one, and there was there it was there in May of this year. So so they had the data. They knew, um, and it was at you know very very close to the crash site. Um, I'm using the word crash intentionally because someone on our Safe Parkside group aptly said that it wasn't really an accident because so many of us saw this coming. Um, so we've asked for those two things. A redesign obviously (laughs) needs to happen. Um, right now there's the high park strategy. So, so I'm going to say the excuse we've been given is that because the, the high park movement strategy is happening, which is to look at high park and how people go in and out, um, they can't do anything with Parkside in the meantime. So again, that's Mm. like, is it, is it worth loss of life to not do anything? The implementation, so they've had a survey uh, out for months, and then they're going to do a study for probably a year, and then in 2023, they're going to implement some changes. So my question is, how many more lives? Um, and, you know, it's lives, it's trauma, it's it, it's needless. I mm-hmm. We've seen that the city can act. We saw them clear the encampments incredibly quickly with a lot of um, person power, why can't they act quickly on this? Okay. I think we're mixing a couple of things in. I mean, I'd, I'd like to stay on the roads because I think that that is important. I understand what you mean, but the city is, you know, this is a very different thing. And I think this is incredibly serious and I think it speaks yeah. for itself. I don't think we need to bring anything else into it, Tierney. Yeah. But do you think um, Gord Perks is going to get moving now that there, there's there been a fatality here and several people injured? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm shocked that he hasn't. Previously, um, I'm shocked at the inaction. I would think John Tory might get involved. I think at this point, after so long and so many concerns, it might make sense for the mayor to become involved. Um, mm-hmm. But I have, <laughs> I, I, I work in innovation. I help people create positive change. I know that there can be resistance to change, but I have never seen anything like this. Um, when so much was at stake. This, this, it's, this problem's been a long time coming. It, it really is. Uh, this area has oh, been yeah. a problem since I lived in in the yeah. uh, area, and that's been more than 10 years ago. It's just, yeah. uh, it's one of these pinch points where people get frustrated and people have to pack their patients. I don't know what the fix is, but I hope it comes soon. Tyranny, uh, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time today. And thanks so much for being frank on, you know, what you see living right across from this crash site. My pleasure. I hope more of us can be more frank and then hopefully spur some action. Yeah. Thank you so much.